you grab your copy of God's Word, we're going to the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, the book of Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, we'll pick up there in just a moment. If you're new today, first of all, thank you for taking the opportunity to connect with us, whether it's through text or uh, online or in person. Uh, We are in a series called Life Hacks. It's a very popular thing today for people to seek out ways to make their life simpler, uh, ways to do things in a quicker amount of time, ways to work smarter, not harder. The reality is we need wisdom in our lives. But what we're learning in this series is there's no real wisdom apart from God. There's no real wisdom apart from God. Our motivation for seeking true wisdom is we realize who God is. The more we realize Him, the more we reverence Him. The more we realize Him, the more we will want to reverence and honor Him. And the more we want to reverence Him, the more we will seek what He has to say for our lives. There's no real wisdom apart from God. So grab your copy of God's Word. Stand with me for just a moment, if you will. In Proverbs chapter 3, some of my favorite, most favorite verses of Scripture in all of the Bible. Beginning in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Lord, thank you for your word. In these moments, I pray that we would all be encouraged and challenged to trust you more. With everything, with every area, with every person, with every loved one, with everything going on in our lives, I pray today we will take a step of trusting you And that trust being more than just a confession, but Lord, that trust being a life that follows what you have to say. Speak to us now. May I make much of you, and may we be listening closely to what you would say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Let's define trust right off the front end today. Trust is the firm belief in the character of, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. Uh, A person or thing in which confidence is placed. And this belief leads to action based on that trust. If you trust in someone or you trust in something, you depend on that someone or something as a result. My kids trust me. And I see it perhaps most evident when they were younger or with our youngest one now. Aubrielle will be two in just about three short months, and she runs up to me when I come home. I still love those moments where you open the door and the kids come running, screaming, Daddy, because I know one day those days are going to be gone. But I love those days where I come in the door and she just comes, Daddy, 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 and she sticks those arms up in the air, and she expects and trusts that I'll hold her. And not only does she trust that I'll pick her up and hold her, there's this childlike trust and faith that I'm not going to drop her. I'm, I'm going to take care of her. Even if I'm holding her way up in the air above my head and she's almost touching the ceiling in our apartment, or if I'm tossing her, some of you are going to get really thrown off by that, but if I'm tossing her in the air, I don't do very often when my wife is looking, but if I, 
If I toss her in the air uh, and catch her, she trusts me. And oftentimes she'll say, again, do it again. There's childlike faith at a young age. There's, there's to some degree this age of not really recognizing or knowing any better. And at an older age, we as human beings tend to trust more based on the proof of what we've experienced. In reality, I really wish as adults we trusted more. Now, in many ways, we trust every day of our lives. How many of you, when you got in your vehicle this morning, you trusted it would start? Yeah? We trust a GPS to take us to the right place. Think about this. We used to print off page after page after page of directions to get from one place to another. And now we just plug in an address and we just trust that somehow it's going to tell us the right turns, the ways of the traffic, and how to get from point A to point B. We used to even, before the pages you could print off, we had the big atlas that we kept in the back of the front seat, right? So we could reach around and grab it, and somebody in the passenger seat would have to be the navigator to flip through those giant pages to figure out where we were. And now, we just plug it into our phone, and we trust that it'll get us from one place to another. We trust our phone to work. We trust our bank account to be secure. We readily give our money to other people, and trust that it will be there when we want it. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's just reality. We all do that. We trust people to help us with our personal affairs in life and much more. But at times in our lives, trust can be affected, especially in our relationships with other people. When someone has broken our trust, it can make it harder for us to want to trust people the same way again, or especially that person. We can come in sometimes, because of all that we see in our world today, we can come into relationships and moments sometimes and be hesitant to trust because we're skeptical. Are people really going to keep their word? Are they really going to do what they say? Can we trust them? I love that Proverbs chapter 3 helps us focus on the one who is always trustworthy. Proverbs chapter 3, we're told to trust, but specifically to trust in God. Why God? Well, God, first of all, is the true higher being or higher power. There is no one like Him. There is no one who possesses the capabilities that God possesses. He's limitless in His knowledge. There's nothing that gets past Him. There's no detail that He misses. He's limitless in power, and He's never drained of that power, no matter how much He ever does. He is limitless in presence. There is no place that anyone can go that you're not in the presence of God. He's outside of creation. He's over and greater than all things. Infinite, unlimited in every way. And if that's not enough, you say, well, that sounds really good, but is that really who He is? God's promises and His power and His faithfulness have been tested and proven over time. How many of you can say, even in your own life, I've trusted God with a situation, uh, with, with something I had to navigate, and I've seen God come through? Anybody? Anybody that say, yeah, God is trustworthy. This biblical idea of trusting in God, or the idea of trusting in general, is the picture that someone could walk up really weary and lean up against a tree, and that tree would support them. It won't move. The tree can handle the weight of the person and continue to stand. 
Well, more than anyone in our world, God won't move. Since the beginning of time, people have been leaning into God and trusting Him for support and direction, and He has continued to stand firm being trustworthy. He's continued to stand, and not only to stand firm, but to provide in all that, the ways that people have needed. God can sustain the hold. He's reliable. He's strong. He won't fail because He cannot fail. All the things we trust can fail. I've had a GPS take me off an exit just to get back on the same road. Anybody else? I've had a car that won't start. I've had bank accounts that took my deposit and wouldn't let me have my own money. Anybody? There are things that we trust all the time that, that don't often keep their word. There are things that we trust that can fail, but God never will. And if that's not enough, then you go deeper to the heart of God. And you begin to realize that God's motives towards us are pure. The people that love you the greatest, or at least say that they love you the greatest, can even allow impure motives to impact their actions towards you. But God's desires, God's motives towards you, always lead to the best guidance and the best actions for your life. That, that action in that life that will keep you on the right path, following God, following His ways, and, in, and eventually following Him right on into eternity. We're told to trust God. We're specifically told to trust God rather than ourselves. Verse 5 says, lean not on your own understanding. And then to go a little deeper than that, verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. One of, if not the greatest issues in mankind is pride. Pride. We think we're right. How many of you married couples today have ever had moments of intense fellowship? Nobody wants to raise their hand. Thank you for the honesty in the back of the room today. We think we're right. That's why we engage in most of those intense moments the way we do. We think we often know more than we really do. We tend to lean more on our intellect and how we can process things in our thoughts and the ability that we have more than we should. We don't want to ask for help. We think we can do things on our own. Before there was a GPS on a phone and before there were the sheets of paper you could print out and before there was the giant atlas, men had to be forced to stop at the local gas station and ask somebody how to get somewhere. But how many of you would be honest? You fought that because you, I'm going to get us there. I know where we're at. We think we can do it all on our own and we don't want to ask for help. I see it in our almost two-year-old already. I don't know how we got here this fast, but somehow when it's time to turn on Cocomelon for the 7,432nd time that day and watch the pasta song again, Trust me, it's a real thing. And they're all the same tunes, it's just different words every episode. But when it's time to turn on Cocomelon and I go to reach for the remote, Aubrielle's already at the spot of saying, I do it. I do it. We're the same way. 
We laugh about the child, but in reality, we often think we can do things on our own. I'll do it. I'll figure this out. I can make it happen. No matter what's going on in my life, I can just pull up my bootstraps and toughen up and be intentional, and I can make this happen. We want to figure things out by ourselves, and we often give a lot of time in our lives of trying to do so. But we're taught in Scripture that we need enlightenment. We don't have it all figured out. We don't have all the wisdom. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the strength. We can't always make things come together the way that they need to. We're told we need understanding and insight. And that wisdom has to come from a greater source than who we are. We are limited. God is not. We can't see everything and every detail, or especially the future details, and yet God knows every piece of everything we could ever navigate. So instead of trusting ourselves, we're told to trust in God. Instead of figuring things out on our own, we're told to, verse 6, to acknowledge God, or one translation reads, to submit to God. Uh, Another translation, I like this, says, put God first... In all of our ways. As we live in relationship with God, we're getting to know God, and there's this ongoing relationship with God that's a priority. We recognize our frailty, we recognize our limited ways, and we recognize that God is infinitely more than we could ever be. So we seek God and we seek His wisdom and direction in our lives. Rather than worry, Or try to put it all together ourselves. We trust God in everything that we face. And we give Him the opportunity to assemble life the way it should be. We, after we moved to Minnesota, we, uh, my two oldest girls share a room together at the moment. And and, uh, we bought, we attempted to buy a set of bunk beds. And uh, they were made out of metal. And so you can imagine... Every step on those bunk beds had a creek to it. And that, that bunk bed, I don't know, it just didn't seem to be the most solid bunk bed. I, I didn't really, I usually can, can lay down and put my girls to, to sleep in their bed. Usually at least one or both of them wants me to lay down and cuddle and let my arms go to sleep before they go to sleep. But I, I didn't feel comfortable really climbing up on these. I wasn't fully sure that these bunk beds were going to handle it. So we decided that we would give the bunk beds to, uh, to someone who was in need. And so we bought, we bought a bed from Ikea. And it, it, it's a trundle bed. So during the day, it can be a day bed or, or a place for them to sit if they need to. And at night, we can pull it out. And that thing almost becomes a king-size bed. It's incredible. You can lay this way and have your own mattress. Or you can lay this way and have a king-size bed with plenty of room. I slept on the bed last night. Because my girls weren't feeling well. So they were all in our bedroom and I was in their bed. It worked out perfect. I had plenty of room. It's the only time I have plenty of room. But when we bought that Ikea bed, I began to realize really quickly. It wasn't that I couldn't do it. It wasn't that I couldn't try to do it. It wasn't that I didn't have any tools to do it per se. But there were just a lot of parts, a lot of pieces. And I knew it had to be done right. I mean, this is where my kids are going to sleep. This is going to need to be sturdy and together the right way. Uh, The first time you read the paper, it's called the instructions. If you don't read them the first time, when you go back, they're called corrections. I didn't want to get to the corrections, okay? So instead, I hired someone to come in and put the Ikea bed together so I didn't have to fool with it. Just being honest with you. 
I gave it to them, and I let them put it together the right way. And the reality is in our lives, rather than trying to fit all the puzzle pieces of our life together, how many of you can feel like sometimes your life's just a bunch of puzzle pieces? You ever put together one of those 500-piece jigsaw puzzles, and half of it's the clouds, and the other half of it's the grass? If you ever feel like that your life is just a bunch of pieces from a jigsaw puzzle, rather than trying to take those pieces and put them where you think they should be and trying to fit your life together in the way you think, the better thing for us to do is to give our pieces to God and let him orchestrate and assemble a beautiful masterpiece in our lives. Because here's what I've determined. God can make any mess a masterpiece if we'll trust him while it's still a mess. Matthew chapter 6 even goes far enough to say that if we will put God first, if we will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all the things that we need will be added unto us. God will take care of us. If He values the birds of the air and if He sees the grass blades that grow, how much more valuable are we that are created in His image and can trust Him to take care of our needs? So rather than do it ourselves, we're told in verse 7 to fear the Lord And to shun evil. Fear of the Lord, we talked about last week, is reverence and awe. It's recognizing who He is. But it's not just recognizing Him as God. It's surrendering to Him being the authority for our lives and leading us in the way that He desires. Shunning evil is not just about looking at the ways of the world and living differently. It's about not letting our pride issue dictate how much we seek or respond to God in our lives. It's about not living by our own intellect or even by what the world around us tells us is right, but rather living and seeking God in everything. And here's the awesome thing that I love about God. The Scripture is clear that if we will do what we are told to do. If we will do what he says in our lives, he will always do what he said. You hear me today? If if we will live in obedience to him, if we will do what he says to our lives, he will always do what he said. The issue is never God, the issue is us. The, the issue is never that God moves away. The issue is never that God can't be understood. The issue is never that God doesn't want to lead our lives. The issue is when we operate in our own way and try to do it on our own. Notice in this passage of Scripture that trusting God rather than ourselves comes with promises from God. These are to you today. Verse 6, if you acknowledge Him or put God first or submit to Him in all of your ways, the Bible says He will make your paths straight or He will direct your paths. We said last week, actions have consequences. So when we live our life our own way, we often have to take different turns and take curvy roads and scenic routes that we're not really needing to take And sometimes we even have to make a few U-turns when we try to do it on our own, right? But the the straight path is the shortest distance between points and the easiest route. I don't mean it's easy without challenges along the way, but it's easy as in it's the best way. And even if we face challenges along the journey, we have the wisdom and help of God to help us go through it. If we trust God, the scripture is clear throughout the whole counsel of God's word. If we trust God, he will lead our lives. If you trust the Lord and seek him and put him first, he will lead your life. Psalm 37 verse 23. 
the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him. I want to I challenge our way of thinking today. We don't have to complicate this in our lives. If we are really a people who are interested in knowing God's will for our lives and God's desire for our lives, if we're really a people who are interested in being led of God, He will make it known if we will seek Him. Knowing God's will for our life and knowing God's desires and hearing His voice, it's not just for some group of people that are considered to be the spiritually elite who has some keen sense of the voice of God. You ever been around those people and it seems like they are always got a word, they've always got something coming from the Lord? You ever have one of those moments where, man, I wish I heard the voice of God as clear as they seem to hear the voice of God? Now, we may all hear the voice of God differently. Sometimes we can know that God is saying something. Sometimes it might be more of an audible voice. Sometimes it might be a sense, a feeling, if you will, in in the way that God leads us. But in reality, every one of us can hear the voice of God, can know the leading of the Lord in our lives. The voice of God will be known to those who want to know the voice of God. Seek me and you will find me. Knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and you shall receive. Seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. It's clear. If we want to know the voice of God, we will know the voice of God. God will speak. I would suggest today that true Jesus followers are guided followers. Jesus followers are guided followers. Max Licato, a well-known author through the years in different ways talks about someone who's following Jesus and how it doesn't mean that you're not going to face challenges or have moments where you really have to lean in and hear the voice of the Lord. But he talks about as Jesus followers, we don't have to be a people who are pushing through the doors of life to make things happen. There are times that we can walk through the hallway of life and barely touch the doorknob and God will open it because we're following him. It doesn't take aggression. It doesn't take us, us uh, wrestling through the, the anxiety and the struggle and the worry and trying to make it all happen on our own. When we're following Jesus, Jesus will lead our lives. I don't have time to tell you all of this today, but I can tell you that in our family, this is true. In the decisions that we had to make early on when, when it was that, that we were told without medical intervention we wouldn't have a child. It was the Lord's wisdom. I fully believe that my wife said, if the Lord wants us to have a child, we'll have a child. We're not going to continue to go through all of these treatments and all of these things that are making me feel miserable. I believe it was the leading of the Lord to come to that spot. It's been the leading of the Lord in our lives that has carried us to places we never thought we'd be. Living through the winters of Minnesota. No idea. A boy from South Georgia. Now, she's okay. She's in Midwestern Illinois or Southern Illinois. But here I am from South Georgia. The Lord prepared me by living in Missouri and Massachusetts. That that was all I needed. You people are much sweeter than people in Massachusetts, though. I can tell you that. Honestly. The point being, for us, 
It, it's never been trying to walk through the hallway. And I'm not telling you that we always get it right. And I'm not telling you that there's never been a moment where I would have said, Lord, I would love to hear from you even more clearly than I am. But I'm just saying to you that as we follow Jesus, we can count him faithful to lead our lives, to open the right doors, to bring about the right connection points and the right relationships. I'm just convinced that as Jesus followers, we don't have to live based on this theory of coincidence. We can believe that God set us up all the time that God will put things together he'll put the puzzle together he'll put the right people in your path he'll open the right doors God is faithful that if we trust him he will always lead us give God some praise today and there's one more promise in verse 8 this will bring health to your body when you trust in the Lord and follow his ways this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones I was just reading this week how uh, there are documented studies that talk about how people who follow Jesus, we're not saying they're without sickness, we're not saying they're without disease, we're not telling you that if you have enough faith you'll never have COVID in your life, we're, we're not going to the extremes here, okay? But, but there are documented studies that talk about the reality of people who proclaim to be Jesus followers and that their health is at a greater rate than those who are not. Now, in this specific context, if you choose to not live the ways of God and you choose to do your own thing and figure things out on your own and even following the evil ways of the world, there are going to be consequences. Our own ways lead to consequences. Our own decisions lead to consequences. So in this context, we can think about people in our world today who've made poor choices, who've not followed the ways of God, and, and as a result, they found themselves in issues in their lives and accidents in their lives, uh, contracting diseases in their life. We could go on and on and on and on and on. Our decisions do have consequences. And sometimes in life, we like to blame the enemy. And sometimes in life, we like to blame other people. But sometimes, it really is us. It really is our own doing, our, our way of doing things ourselves. God won't lead us in these types of ways, but He will lead us in better ways. And God's ways lead to blessings and protection and health and strength. God will keep us from harmful things while blessing us and bringing us through even some of the tough things we have to face in this life. So here's my encouragement for you. The, the life hack, if you will, the wisdom for your life sounds as simple as it can be, but it's the most profound thing maybe I could tell you today. Trust God. Trust God. He has limitless knowledge and power. He has a proven track record. He has pure motives and desires for your life. He wants to guide you. Trust God. Trust God for your salvation and eternity. Trust God in the details and the decisions. Trust God with your relationships and your resources. Trust God for your peace and your calm with your life. Everything that your life involves, trust God, reverence Him as the authority of your life. Pay attention to His Word, the Bible. Live in obedience to what He tells you. Give Him your worries and your doubts and your fears and your anxieties along the way. And instead of doing it all yourself, trust God. What I would love more than anything for each and every person who's a part of this EPAC community and claims to be a Jesus follower, I would... I would want you to learn the rhythm of trusting God. What do I mean by that? Learning the rhythm of trusting God. Well, when I get up in the morning, I want to be able to set my attention to what God is saying for my day. 
Lord, I trust you. And I'm trusting you to lead me. I'm trusting the interruptions can be from you. I'm trusting there can be uh, uh, important moments and relationships that can flow out of this day. I'm trusting you to prompt me if I need to reach out to someone and encourage them. I'm trusting you to give me the words to speak. I'm trusting you to help me keep my cool when someone else blows up. I'm trusting you, Lord, to lead my day. There's a rhythm of confessing that, but then yielding and listening, and then as he speaks and leads us, doing what he says. It's also each transition throughout the day. For example, uh, when I get home, if I go home late in an afternoon or evening and my wife's been home with the kids uh, either most of the day or at least a chunk of the afternoon into the evening, I have no idea what I may be walking into. That's, that's not a criticism. You're laughing. That's not a criticism. I just don't know what mood my kids may be in. I've got a 10-year-old who is pretty much a preteen. I've got a five-year-old, almost six-year-old that is a sensory seeker. I've got a young one who, who knows what she's going to be up to when I walk in. She could be riding on a car playing noises or crying wanting a bottle. We don't know. So the rhythm of learning to trust God and the rhythm of giving God opportunities to lead us in those moments is before we walk into a meeting, before we walk into a different environment, before we go from one place to the next, before we have conversations or things going on, we pause and we say, Lord, I'm trusting you. Would you speak to me in these moments of how to best navigate whatever's going on? How can I get in the rhythm of that, the rhythm of trusting God? Each time I face something different. Now, now it's good to have that concentrated time. Don't get me wrong. It's great to have those moments of, of lengthy prayer and times in the Word of God and Bible reading and, and just those moments of worship where you can just soak in the presence of the Lord. I love those moments. I value those personal moments when it's just me and Jesus. I really do. But I also know He's the same God throughout the rest of my day And he will help me in everything I navigate or face if I will just learn to trust him. Trusting God. I love the way the message paraphrase reads Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Listen to this. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He is the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health and your very bones will vibrate with life. I love it. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Don't try to figure out everything. Don't assume you know it all, but run to God. So I would challenge you today, as we wrap up these few moments around the Word of God, in what areas, I want to ask you today, in what area or areas of your life are you needing to trust God right now? It probably doesn't take me prodding or pinpointing for you. You probably have a good idea right now where you feel like you're not seeing things align. You probably have a good idea where the tensions are and where the question marks are. But in what area or areas of your life are you needing to trust God right now? First and foremost, have you quit trying to somehow earn your way to heaven? Have you quit trying to somehow earn your way to God and trusted Him for salvation, for forgiveness of sin, for eternal life? Are you facing a tough situation? 
And you need to trust the Lord to lead you in these moments on how to make the right decisions. Maybe that's it. Maybe you're faced with a decision. You, you've got to go one way or the other. It's, it's clearly defined. You've got to make a decision. And you really need some help in making it. Maybe you find yourself in a place where uh, you don't feel like you have peace. And you need to trust the Lord rather than trying to figure it all out. Our temptation is that, that we can be, find ourselves in a place of worry and anxiety and trying to figure things out and make it all happen. The, the hindrance to trusting God, again, is that pride thing, and it looks like this. We like control. We want to have our hands wrapped around whatever it is. We want to know what's happening. We want to know what's going to happen. I can't think of anyone better to trust with my life, even if I feel out of control, than God himself, because there's never a moment when God loses control. Never. Maybe you need to trust him and say, you know what, Lord, I'm spending my time worrying and stressed out and anxious and overwhelmed. I'm bringing it to you, Lord. The Bible talks about casting our cares on God. The challenge we often have is we'll come to God and confess it and say we're going to trust Him, but then we pick up the cares and carry them back with us. Rather, God's saying, why don't you let me be the strong one that stands firm, lean into me and let me handle these things in your life. Stop, stop being weary over the fact that, that you're trying to make it happen and you're worried about it all, but instead, give it to me. Now, trust doesn't mean inaction on our part. Trust doesn't mean that, that we give it to God and we never do anything. Trust means, Lord, I'm trusting you with these details. I'm giving it to you and I'm not going to spend my time consumed with worry because of who you are. And as you speak and as you guide me, I'm going to then take those steps. True trust in God is I'm not just going to listen and give it to you and, and listen for what you're having to say, but then I'm going to do what you're telling me. In whatever area this is, whatever decision this is, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not what I thought was best, even if I thought it, it lined up perfectly, all these different scenarios that we can play out, trusting God is about saying, God, I want you to lead my life and whatever you say, I will do. I'm truly a follower of Jesus, not a leader of my own life. Trust in God. I'm going to ask you today, if you will, if you're in the room, would you stand with me? If you're online, I'd love for you to give a few moments to, to respond with us as well. In just a few moments, we'll, we'll be praying together and you'll have a wonderful opportunity to, to connect with Kim out in our lobby. She has a table there for Southwest Options for Women. We encourage you pick up a baby bottle. Feel free to give today to this effort. Have some conversation with her. Find out how you can serve uh, what's going on there, whether it's carrying some supplies over in your car or whether it's serving in some other way, giving volunteer hours. Do it. Do it. Kim would love to talk with you. But before we move to that moment, would you bow your heads? Would you just close your eyes? And again, this is so that you won't be distracted by anything going on. But really in this moment, really in this moment, handing over, giving over, yielding to the Lord whatever area of life you're needing to trust Him with. Maybe today it's salvation. It's understanding that there is but one way through Jesus to know God and to know life to the full and to know eternal life. 
Maybe today it's the specifics of a tough situation, a decision, an area of your life that you don't have peace in and you're just needing to learn to trust the Lord. Learn the rhythm of trusting God and give it to Him rather than trying to hold on to control or make it happen yourself. Giving it to Him. Trusting Him to lead you. Trusting Him so much that you'll be obedient to whatever He tells you to do. Because that's really my heart, and I hope today it's your heart as well. God, help me to trust you more. Help me to give it all to you, Lord. If there's something in my life that, that I'm holding on to, if there's some way that I'm trying to make it happen on my own, if there's some way that I'm trying to fit the pieces together, Lord, help me to release that to you. Help me to trust you in everything and just to simply do as you lead my life. With eyes closed today, I want to ask our prayer team members, would you come and make yourself available on either side of the auditorium? These people are equipped to to serve you, to pray with you, to encourage you, uh, to be here for you today in any way. And maybe today you are... You are just needing to pray and really give something over to the Lord. Maybe it's a tough situation, a decision. Maybe today you're wanting to truly make a decision to follow Jesus and to trust Him with your salvation. Maybe today you've trusted the Lord for many, many years and you know He's been faithful. You know you've seen Him work powerfully, but there's this one area of your life that you're really struggling to let go. Maybe it's a parent with a child. Maybe it's a decision of work and employment maybe it's what you should do or not do in some area of your life maybe it's that you've been walking in a lot of worry and anxiety and struggle that you spend a lot of time asking the what if questions even though the what ifs may never even be a possibility Let's express today our trust in God. If you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, there are people here who will pray with you and help you get started on that journey. If you need to pray and just agree with someone and and them to help you to just trust in the Lord, then to encourage you and remind you of the truth of His Word and what He says He will do for your life, there are people who will pray with you today. I'm going to pray for you and pray over you as well. And I want to encourage you in these moments to take time to express your trust in the Lord. And if you've seen Him be trustworthy, then even take some time to thank the Lord for leading your life. God, I thank you. I can look back in my life, our family's life, God, so much and see how you've ordered our steps. I can see, Lord, how you have brought so many different things together just as they needed to be. God, I thank you for that. I thank you, God, that we can can testify, Lord, of where we are today because of your faithfulness. Only because of your faithfulness. Today, Lord, I pray if there's anyone struggling to, to trust you. Maybe, maybe they don't know how that plays out. Maybe they, maybe they don't know, Lord, what that looks like. Maybe they're struggling today because it's such a weighty matter. I pray today, Lord, there will just be such assurance of who you are and of your promises that they will run to you. As the word tells us, we will not try to do things on our own, but we will run to you. Trust you and follow you in all of our ways. Now I pray, Father, that you bless and keep this people. 
that you make your face to shine upon them and to be gracious to them. May your countenance, your favor ever be turned in their direction and may you grant them your peace. Go with us and keep us safe and help us to daily learn and live the rhythms of trusting you, O God, in everything. In Jesus' name.